0: Coming to you from New York City, this week and every week, it's the Ben Kissel Show.
1: Is there anything in particular that you uh, want to talk about?
0: No, just ask away, and we'll make something of it. We're comedians. I think we're capable.
1: Oh my God. I think we are too. Welcome to the show, everyone. I'm Ben Kissel, joined by Mike Coscarelli. Thanks for being here, Mike. All right, today's guest is Derek Gaines. Thanks so much for being here, Derek.
0: Thank you for having me, Ben Kissel. I appreciate it.
1: Derek Gaines, we don't know that much about each other. Let's learn. <laughs> well, let's learn with the audience. I yeah. am from Wisconsin. Where are you from?
0: From a little town called Lindenwald, New Jersey.
1: Oh, all right. Yeah. What that's, What's that town all about?
0: That town is all about, it's very simple. You know, there's a Deer Dings, one of those oh, carpeted supermarkets. A carpeted supermarket? A carpeted supermarket. We got a big church, a high school and a good side and a bad side. You got the hood side and the good side. I came
1: from the good side. So you came from. The, now, Is like, I'm very confused about the carpeted supermarket. I could see that being in the wealthiest of the wealthiest, nope. Greenwich neighborhood, or the dirtiest of the wealthiest, uh, more the of a Detroit type place.
0: The dirty neighborhood. That carpet is so spotted and awful.
1: What? Oh, God. What possessed a human being to put carpet, carpet in a carpet supermarket. A
0: supermarket. Like, what? I, can I cuss on here or no? Of course what the fuck is going on why would you do because it? it's like they don't clean it they don't manage it right so it's just like the wet food section oh god oh my just...
1: god is it shag carpeting because that would be that'd a... be hilarious <laughs> no it's not sh- it's the
0: hard <laughs> industrial carpet it's the boot right. carpet but if it was shag carpet jesus yeah oh, that would be awful that would stink how many people were in this town little is small um and, and South Jersey has a lot of towns, neighboring towns. So right, yeah. People can be, you could step or go across the street and be in Gloucester or be in Lindenwald or be in Voorhees. Right. So it was, uh, it was enough people to the, the collect-
1: I know I, I grew up in a town called Stevens Point. We had 24,000, which is not a lot. But it's one of those small towns where they add up. Well, when the university is in session, then we have 28,000. And then we take into account Plover and Wisconsin Rapids. We're looking at about 40,000 people here in this metropolis. We got a, a Walmart a and, metropolis, and a-, a metropolis of 40 grand. Exactly. That's a utopia. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, did you like growing up in a small town or you were always like, let me get the hell out nah, of here? Nah, basically...
0: I, I knew I wanted to be a comedian in Linwood. Like, at what age was that? I was uh, I was nineteen when I first got on stage. Oh wow, okay. But I was seventeen when I knew I wanted to do something, but I was too afraid. And what was the uh, what was the motivation? What what was
1: the trigger moment where you were like, I want to do comedy?
0: Because I went to college for music. Okay. I was a drummer. But I wasn't your drummer, drummer, set drummer. I was actually learning the set in college because I was a I was a kunga player. Okay. Timbali art like I was I studied Afro Cuban rhythms. Like that was my thing. Like I was a kung, I was a, a conquistador, a yeah. a, a, a tumbadoro, like one of those guys. I was oh studying to be a like Afro Cuban percussionist. Like well, that was my
1: thing. Theoretically, you you play an instrument that would get you the woman that you would like to get, and yes. I'll tell you, I don't think there's a better instrument to play and a better yeah, uh, and a and better focus and to the, have. And
0: the, and the Latinas, when I was playing, yeah. I, I, would have, I was playing the Latina clubs. I was doing, I was, I was in that thing when I was eighteen, nineteen. I was, I was, I was doing it. Oh
1: my and god! Then, uh, Luckiest man alive. I wish I could take your memory <laughs> right now of you watching that beautiful group of women dance to your music. Yeah, but um.
0: You know, I was in bands and all this, like a scholarship and all that to be a music dude. And then, because it was the same shit in high school. So when I got to college, they was like, yo, you funny, man. You know, you funny, you good playing and stuff, but you have a way about you. And I'm like, well, you know, you know. So one kid was like, yo, you should try that open mic at the Laugh House on South Street in Philly, because this is Philadelphia. And I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. I got on stage one time, and I was like, oh, oh, wow.
1: Oh, okay. You loved it. Yeah, it wasn't the music. It was it was it was it was the comedy. So you went from a silent uh, person working. Uh, I guess the drummer's always in the back, right? To be the most vocal person in the front, which is funny. That's the where the epiphany happened.
0: Right. The epiphany. I was playing at a. I was playing a, a senior concert. The, the senior that was graduating. He had he had a band. He had put a band together. He, he liked my uh, my style of playing. Yeah. So he put me in the um, he put me in a senior recital. And I had a solo. I'll never forget this. I had a solo, and I smashed. I killed the solo. Yeah. My mom and my girlfriend at the time, when I was 19, they was in the crowd watching. and Everybody was watching. I was having a good time. And I played, and I played, and played. And then I got this big, ah, right? And then it yeah. went back to the leader of the band. Right. So it was like this real temporary, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, I like that. Oh, I oh I fucks with that that attention, baby. And right. then it went back to the dude playing the saxophone, and they forgot all about me. I'm right. good solo, but it's his band. So I said, Nah, I want to be the dude on the mic. So
1: right, so that it was, was the epiphany. What uh, propelled you into comedy, uh, to being a frontman, was just absolute sheer jealousy and rage at another person I'm stealing like, your applause.
0: I was like, That was good. I was like, I like that, because I was giving them something. It wasn't like I was just standing there doing nothing. Right. I was doing some talented showing off shit, right. and I got the, I got that, I got that back. I was
1: like, really? And they just, ah! <laughs> I'm like, that's cool, man. Right? Was it normal for people uh, from your hometown to go to college, or were you sort of a um, a special? Case? It was normal. It was yeah. normal for them to go to, to community college. Right, right. So that's I, where I had to go. My part. <laughs> I had to, but I, but I, I did go.
0: You got to understand? Don't get me wrong. I went to uh, Camden County Community College for like two years and took acting classes after I dropped out of music school because I wanted to be a comedian so bad. So it it, it comes around full circle.
1: I don't diss community college at all. Oh, no, community college was great. I got a 2.5. 2.0 2.0 in high school so i was barely able to graduate mrs kills donk was the teacher that allowed me to i carried some sewing machines out to her uh to her car and she gave me a c in home ec. that's how bad i was at school mm. and i had to go to community college for a semester and it was one of the most fun semesters of my life although i bought fake weed yeah. and i'll still murder that person if i ever I'll find them again. No. No. What was it? plastic like uh. no it was one of those you know in high times you can buy weed it's synthetic weed, oh. and he sold me that for like a hundred bucks, and I, oh, I was, yeah. uh, it was it was absolutely terrible.
0: It's that man-made stuff. Don't fuck with that man stuff. No, it's, it's, you got to come from the earth. I agree. I agree. <laughs>
1: come from the earth. Yes. Yeah, so you, that God smell on there. Anyway, I'm sorry. Mm, oh, I love. I've been smoking weed all week. <laughs> I haven't been drinking all week. I go through phases, and I uh, God, I just love. I love smoking weed. Man. It's a great thing to do. So you went for theater at the uh, at Camden Community at College. At Camden
0: County Community College. And I went for acting, I did uh, voice addiction, I did public speak, anything to help me better articulate whatever the fuck I was trying to do on the mic.
1: Right, right, right.
0: So, you know, I had a lot of funny ideas and a lot of energy Yeah. when I first started. More energy than content, so. Right, right. Philly helped me get that energy good, but New York helped me with the content. Right. Yeah. I
1: mean, started out in Philly. I started out in Madison, Wisconsin, which is a, uh, in Wisconsin, uh, which is a safe haven for comedy. People love comedy. It was relatively easy to get laughs there. I mean, I- I, I did yeah. a school there. I did a- uh, uh, The Acme Comedy Club, Madison on state, or?
0: Uh, on, the, on the- It was me and D-Ray. Okay. The, all the kids packed out of the little theater. It was fun.
1: And how was the show? Was great.
0: Great. Right. Ah, yeah, go, fun. Yeah, we're yeah. in
1: Wisconsin. Oh, I'm like, are right, you? Yeah. People love comedy, Wisconsin. We got Chris Farley, and uh, he's our all right. We got Chris Farley and Tony Romo, uh, so okay. there's a lot to laugh at and laugh with that come from Wisconsin. Um, so starting out in Philly, you were did you feel did you feel like you were doing well like pretty much off the bat? I feel like you know from what I know of Philadelphia, if they don't like you, you're going to get a battery thrown at your face. Yeah, well, Philly was a tough crowd,
0: but. Luckily, in two years—not luckily, but I'm glad I—I I got the gist of it in two right. years. I got the gist of comedy in two years. And <coughs> so what do you mean?
1: What's the what's the first gist that you get? I the mean-
0: gist—you go up there and find some cheap shit to do to get the crowd on your side really fast. Right. Cheap laughs. You ain't really you ain't really digging deep. It's a lot of hack, like surface hack shit. Right. The gist <laughs> to appeal. Oh, he's funny. He's killing it at this open mic. Right. Like, right. Like right. it's like you know the gist and then i wanted more than the gist right i was like it's something else i'm a smart guy you know i like saying shit so i took a couple of comedy classes i took a two rate gordon taught me he had a comedy class okay Ramont harris i took his improv class my first two years of starting i did all the, the goofy the, rookie you mistakes. went
1: you went the class route yeah i i've uh, as far as improv goes i think classes make a lot of sense because you have to be connected with people but for and, what is worth
0: yeah Touray did teach me how to craft a really good joke. Like He taught okay. me how to write a really good technical joke.
1: I mean, a lot of stand-ups, would, uh, they laugh. They scoff at the idea. I know Jeff Ross, the great roast master general. The roast master. Uh, he took a comedy class as well, and he and he stands by it. A lot of comedians coming up, they scoff at the idea of taking a comedy class, but would you you would recommend it? I would recommend cause If it's a good teacher, yeah, not just a some random teacher, schmuck. Because it, here's the thing. Because the ones that scoff at it are the fucks
0: because they like, oh, you can't get taught funny. Right, I realize that, but you can get taught the the technicality of it to know how to harness your fucking funny. Right, that's what it is. So you got to learn, you know, just just basics as you know, a premise, a bridge, and a punchline. You can right. you can figure out how to. You know, so the yeah. class is more... It's not going to teach you how to be funny. It's just going to teach you how to be able to
1: present whatever the fuck you going to present on stage, right. that's all. So you had two years in Philly to hone the... the no, gist five. Of, five years five in Philly years. to hone the... Two years to take the... To, to hone the, the gist, gist, and of the, then class. the other three, I was like, all right, let me build off this. So what do you like to talk about most in your stand-up? You know, I love to do... I love to talk about <coughs> politics, but I I have a difficult time translating that into stand-up. I like to do that more in podcasts and things like that. What do you... What What's your comfort zone when you're on stage and you're talking about a subject and you just know that you have a perfect grasp of it and no matter what somebody says to you, you're gonna win the argument.
0: Got you. Uh, I'm good with racism. I'm good with personal shit. Like, now. Yeah, right. More so now, talking about how I'm an only child from Lindenwald that came to the big city to be a comedian and just dating and just having, having to learn. Coming right. from this spoiled lifestyle, 24. 24 years old, spoiled. Spoiled brat. And I was like, Mom, right. I'm going to go be a comedian in New York. And, I, and and to fall on your ass four times, I got knocked off the horse four fucking times. I talk about that four times, going from New York back to my mom's house, move back from New York really? back to my mom's house like that. My mom was like, I, just keep your keys, stupid, because you're going right, to come right. back. But I'll I, you know, I'll, Did I'll she let discur- you chase your dream. No, my mom was never discouraged. Okay, She said, Derek, you're going to do it. It's going to be tough. You're going to have to get a job and blah, blah, blah. Right. But if you want to be a comedian, you go. You know, I love you, I support you, fine, whatever. Right, and I'll right. be at your shows and shit. But, you you know, it's going to be tough. And I was like, I know that,
1: Mom. I know I'm prepared
0: for all of it. So, but
1: that. So, basically, I mean, my stand-up is going? The, what kept you going from the, you know, the fourth time yeah. going back to move back in with your mother for yeah. the fourth time? Yeah. yeah. You know, we're talking about people who work in sawmills that have less fingers than that. Yeah. You know, I mean, the four times of going back and hanging back out with your mother, what was the mental there's a certain amount of true insanity you have to have in your mind to be, a comedian, yeah. to be a comedian because you have to tell the world yes as the world tells you no yeah so you're going against six billion people telling you just do just stay in you know in your hometown yeah, go, go go be shop at the carpet right. go shop at the carpet supermarket yeah. exactly become a janitor yeah. you know what was the mental where did you have to go in your mind to just be like Fuck it. I'm moving out for the fourth, I guess, fifth time at this point.
0: Because, no, fourth time. I had left the fourth time, so three times okay. I moved oh, home, I see. but whatever. Okay. But it's still enough. It's still a, it's that plenty. many times. Yeah, yeah. But I love the art of it. Right. The sound of laughter, the the ability to make people laugh right. is something that I know I can do. So I'm like, I know I can do it. I know I can do this. I know I can make people laugh. I know this shit stinks, cause comedy is a shit sandwich. I don't give a oh. fuck what. I've been doing comedy 12 years. Yeah. The first eight, all shit hoagies, just <laughs> just fucking kaiser rolls filled with just nutty shits, nutty like spread out yeah, 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 shits yeah. with cheese and like extra dollar is like, for Go avocado. Ahead, here, yeah. here you fuck. You wanna be you wanna be a you wanna be a funny man the rest of your life? Right, I'll right. show you how this shit goes. So just <laughs> shit sandwich after shit sandwich. But you go, God damn, I hate the sandwich, but I love the fucking art, of the people. Like I'm right. telling jokes, ah, I'm writing shit down and it's starting to work. Like, oh my god, it's starting to work, and then I'm building sets and right. I'm starting to get Noticed at clubs and 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 people are coming up to me like yo man i ain't laughed like that in a long time man or or the girls be like you're funny you know and i love your hair and i, I like that little take you did on." so just Do the like- girls
1: always like you when you're performing i know my uh i've gotten much much better with material that makes women want to talk to you after a show and i'll never forget one of the first times i ever performed i think it was chad daniels who's was a touring headlining comedian a great guy and he's got some uh some uh, clips on, online that you guys should check out. Chad Daniels. And he, um, I was hosting a show at Milwaukee's uh, comedy, uh, what the fuck's it called? JR's Comedy Cafe. JD's okay. Comedy Cafe before the stroke, and that was just the comedy cafe. Okay. And uh, after the show, he's just like, your, your material is never going to get you laid. You know that. And I was just like, I never thought about it. And then I was just like, immediately. I saw, I saw that, actually, on that
0: Funny People movie, that Sandler movie. He yeah. said that to Rogan. Oh, okay. He's like, do you want to get laid, Eva? You gotta talk. You gotta right, say right, things. Right. And I was like, it yeah, yeah. makes sense. So I've I've changed a little bit of my material. I still stand by my rules, but what are your women rules? have have found me quite attractive all coming off coming off the mic. Yeah, yeah. What are what are your comedy rules? Like, just stay true. Mm. Stay true. If you make a joke, make sure it's either if if it's not a true story, just base it off a true story. Right. Because that's the best that's the best comedy. Right. I mean, I mean, granted, I do make up some funny wordplay jokes. But I, but I know where they came from. Like right. I know, I know what I was doing when I wrote that joke. I was fucking vacuuming my uh, th- the the main sanctuary at my church when I was a janitor. When I was what twenty years old. I thought you were gonna say that supermarket. Nah, no, nah, but um, no, nah, just stay true. Uh, always, always commit. To every amount of all the bullshit that you lay out, you commit right. to every piece, every all the bullshit you commit to all of it, right? Fully, just always drive the joke all the way home. Don't half-ass it. Just, just, and then How dig into it, it.
1: When you're in front of a crowd, though, right? It's tough in the middle. Of I the bit just that's... start getting this. Don't okay. think
0: that I've been doing this for years. I right, just right. started. Stop being pussy and started. All right, commit to this joke, Derek. Just right. like because at the end. They ain't gonna help you better it. You're only gonna do it yourself. It's only gonna write itself if you say it. So, yeah.
1: A lot of people don't understand this about stand up comedy. Um,. You know, you when you tell people that you're a stand-up comedian, and you know there are some doctor, or, or, or you know what, a taxidermist or whatever. Yeah. They they often utter the sentence, "It must be nice to make people laugh. How fun is that? You just get to do comedy, but people don't fully understand. Occasionally, a comedy club is hostile, hostile. and it's it's very it's very difficult to get over the uh, the tension in the room. I mean, so how do you? Uh, you know, what What was one of the uh, learning steps in your process of just following through with the bit? Learning
0: how to gauge, just gauging the audience. All right, you saw what to do before you did, and you see how it didn't work. Okay. So how the fuck are you going to reangle yourself to win these people tonight for your little 25 to $400, whatever? Right. Gauge who's mad, what are they mad at? Right. Uh, who's the loud part? Where's the loud people in the squad? Where's the loud people in this audience? Where's the ones that's listening? Uh, who's the assholes of the squad? Who's the people that's gonna ride? Where's the chicks at? Where's the dudes that ain't that ain't that can take a joke? Where's the dudes that can't take a joke? Who do I know who to fuck with? Who do I know who to pick with? Um, should I just look at the exercise and just and just phone this in? Right. Or can I actually get into them? So it's just the the the. You have to master how to gauge an audience. So that's you all. break
1: this down by demographic. I mean, you yeah. break it down. You break a crowd down before you go on stage. Yeah.
0: that's why I stand. I like before I go on. I always stand like at the you know backstage or something, and just give a listen and try to get a good, a quick. All right, let me look, just look over at the audience just to see what the hell I'm dealing with because. Right. What's the, your favorite crowd? My favorite crowd is always the mixed crowd. Always okay. the the. Black, white, sprinkled with Asians, Indians, and and uh, there's a whole back section of Puerto Ricans. Like, <laughs> like that's my favorite shit. Like everybody's in there. It is. I that- get to fuck with everybody equally. And you know, yeah.
1: there's often yeah. Uh you know, there's there's something funny about racial jokes, and yeah. uh, so if a person makes a uh, you know joke about black people, everyone looks at the black people right. person. Uh, hopefully, it's a group of people, but oftentimes it's just one dude just, who then has to represent right. 15% of the population. I love
0: when it's just blended. Shout out to uh, the Stress Factory in uh, New Jersey. That's like just one god. It's just the blendedest. Yeah. It's just blended, black, white, whatever. College, old, and you just go out and they ah, and it's like they all come together. I right. love the multicultural crowd. If, but if I had a choice between two multicultural crowd or the enterprising black excellence crowd, that's the okay. fucking shit. When all the black people got businesses and yeah, and ain't no nigga to them, It's just a bunch of beautiful black folk coming out. Right, ain't nobody doing shit. We all we drinking, but we dressed. You know, right. we out here going to have a good time. Ain't nobody about that foolishness. We are going to be here for 2 hours. We going to laugh. I got my lady with me. Right. That kind of shit. I love the. I love the all black excellence crowd. That's always fun.
1: And now is that a uh is that a new
0: crowd? It's not. I mean, Chris Rock used to pull them all the time back in 99 right. and it's like you get like this there's there's, there's you got you have the bad black crowds you do you have the, right. you have the chitlin circuit crowds you are going to have the motherfucker but then you got those good like i go to all black neighborhoods that be the shit and you go in and it might be like an italian restaurant but it's it's packed with bald black people and they just here to eat and laugh and right. you're like damn this shit is awesome you know why do you feel like that's I agree
1: with you. and Because uh, it's
0: not competitive, usually. Because right. usually a black crowd is always competitive. And when it's not, and when it's a black crowd is not competitive, it's, it's fucking freedom.
1: It's, it's unity on stage. Is it underrepresented on television? I believe that it is. But, you know, black comedy, especially stand-up, we know it from Comic View. We know it from BET. We know it from Kings of Comedy. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing comedy. But do you think that sort of, um, that kind of angle of, of black st- uh, stand-up comedy, is that underrepresented on television?
0: Yeah, because there's good, there's good, there's good comedy, or it, it's 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 under is underrepresented because they don't cut it right or something. Oh, like, okay. Like I hate to do this, but you watch comic view and BT, you be like, I know all these people playing right now. They're right. my friends, right? But what the fuck are you doing in production that you make you chopping off? You're not making them look as funny as they are. Mm. So. But that's what everything, I guess. But you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't get enough. You don't get enough black people doing the, the, the comedy half hours on Comedy Central. I mean, right. you get the, the Michael Chase and, and, and the Little Rails, and which is beautiful because they inspired me to go. Oh, okay, I can, I can get there. Right. It's just your content. So my thing for all black comics is just fucking and just up your fucking content. Don't take, don't take the hack route. Don't take the hot route. Don't hump the stool. Write some shit so white people <laughs> be like, oh, I fuck with them because. You know he's con- he has context. The motherfuckers saying
1: some shit. Yeah. That's all. I mean, I love a good humping stool bit though. If I could have After a joke a while, where I could hump a stool, I yeah. would be the, I would be the happiest man <laughs> on the face of the planet. Don't hump a
0: stool and don't say DJ hit me. I'm telling you, you go so much <laughs> further. You will go so much. F- I know I'm gonna catch flack. Motherfuckers listening, I'm telling you, don't hump a stool and don't say DJ give me this. And I'm telling you, if you write a whole seven minute set, you'll go you'll go a shitload further.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm always like, DJ, hit me with that Kanye twitty. And uh, you know, that really derails my There you go, boy. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> there you go, boy. That, that doesn't sound very good at all. <laughs> that's, Big for, kizzle. that's fine. Big kizzle. That's uh yeah, I mean I always have a uh you know it's interesting being a white uh in a a white fella on the um you know, in an all black crowd because I get to be you know, I get to be a little bit special, so I tend to do fairly well. I'm also huge, which uh, which I think helps uh, helps quite a bit. Um, so you're working on this project right now with AOL. Okay. So your face is, your face is all over the subway. So you're getting a lot of people um, staring at you as they wait for the G train that never seems to show up. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Definitely not.
0: That light green line stinks. The dark green line is good, 456, but that light green G line stinks. <sighs> But Literally
1: anyway. and figuratively, and every every single possible word, uh, every single possible definition of the word "stink" uh, is it's the G train. Stinks, definitely. Yeah. Um, so now you're on uh, you're on uh, you know the posters on the subway. How does that make you feel? And have you seen any fun graffiti written on your face? I'm waiting. Have people
0: put dicks in your mouth yet? I'm waiting for the dicks and the mustaches. Like, where's yes. the mustache and the dick? But it hasn't happened. Maybe they like it. You know, yeah, maybe, maybe maybe they maybe they go I bang with this group of people right here. or or you know, but it's nice. How does that
1: feel when you go on the subway and you see your when you see your picture? I've do you stand only by when it when
0: girls that have never slept with me and had the chance see right, it right. and I go, oh, yeah. see that I wasn't lying. See right. that I was working on something. <laughs> you should have just invested. You should have invested in later greatness, but right. you didn't. But now it's fun. I, I like making my mom proud for the most part. My mom's right. eyes light up. Uh, just to, you know, girls seeing it. My homies do it. Yeah, shoot it.
1: And I'm like, yeah. But when girls go. Ah.
0: I like that soft voice telling me that. Somewhere. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, the, for for those that don't know, and I'm assuming most of you probably don't because you probably don't live in New York City. <laughs> the subway ad is uh, Derek is holding a camera up to himself. Then there's a very hot chick. There's two dudes kissing in the corner. Um, That's the gay husbands. Yeah, yeah. Do you get any flack for that? I don't. That had, their their story has
0: nothing to do with mine. Right, right, so right. So it's like they're really cool. Just two gay husband fathers, and you go wow. They are just regular gay guys that are taking care of two daughters. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and they're just gay and fun, and they're fun. They go on spa trips. Like if you oh watch the episode, god. they go to the spa together. It's a heaven. It's heaven. You know they, they 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 go they go to Mexico together. You know they got they got that gay money. <laughs> <laughs> that that gay money that abounds o- over right, every right. straight man's money. Oh my like god! Like they so just much. got that because that's the clause. I think. You come out the closet, you're going to get paid something different. Like, it's it's like in the, like, you ever notice? Like, when motherfuckers come out the closet, they just have more money. Like, oh, shit. Right. That's like the backup plan for all the shit you're going to have to take out the closet. Yeah. It's like somewhere, somehow, the gay gods go just get that motherfucking extra 500000 because he going to have some shit to deal with. Right? Like, it's weird. They got yeah, money yeah. that just don't make no sense to me, man. Right. They just stay with dough. That's yeah. not the, that's my fault. I'm sorry. But. They're cool. Everybody's cool, but I like because I'm not the dramatic guy on the show. Like right. I'm, I'm always the the comic relief every time my shit goes on, so it's good. Yeah, I'm yeah, remembered yeah. for the for the comedy, not to, not to discredit their drama because it's some deep shit. There's some right. heavy stuff to deal with, but it's a, it's a good project. I really um I like all the people. They're all beautiful people in, in their own in their own right. It's different yeah. lifestyles, man. Just to see different lifestyles and it comes together through topics of
1: father and sadness and. Love and it's pretty cool, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you want (laughs) to do anything? I mean, you know, comedians are great actors, we're very emotional people by nature. Um, would you like to do like a dramatic type role ever? I only
0: want right now for the next, I guess, 10 years, yeah, uh, just to establish me as this. If I want to be the comedic dude in everything, so if it's a dramatic role, I always pick up the drama with a little comedy, right? In the drama, or if it's an action movie, I'm the funny guy in the action movie, or if it's a comedy, comedy. I'm just doing comedy with other comedians, so it's like I really want to establish myself as the funny comedic actor. Granted, they yeah. don't really get Oscars and shit like that, but I just want that. I just want that chance. And then maybe right. after that, when I'm 40, and I like to get into indie flicks and all that bullshit. Yeah, so, yeah.
1: you know, like white people are represented in every single. There's 50 shades of white. You yeah. know, every single different personality of white people is represented. Do you think it's getting better for the black uh, yeah. actor? I think as so. because you know. You watch old movies, you know, even in the 90s, uh, you know, you had the the sidekick role, the yeah. goofy sidekick role who does do something redeeming at the end, but yeah. the entire movie people are calling in the N-word in their head. Oh, you know, Jesus. but then finally, you know, he he, yeah. he he hits the, you know, do you feel like there's a little bit uh, better representation better happening? Better
0: representation. Of course you have you have the ones that always that always, you know, set the bar, your Denzel's, your Sydney Poitier's and right, right, right. right, the the motherfuckers that they're not even black anymore. They just Denzel, <laughs> Morgan Freeman.
1: Yeah, it's like guess who's coming to dinner? This super, super wealthy actor.
0: Yeah. yeah. So it's like after what? Like, but for the the next level, I, I think so. I really think uh, black people are stepping up because yeah. they have to. I think because we got to be great now. It's like we got to be great now, like because you see all the. shit Why do that's you say gone, that? Because it's like <sighs> they don't like us, man. They don't like us. And you know the cops you, are doing what they doing, oh, man, and bro. and and now you have to step up to keep that shit off your back. Like I'm not your I'm not your statistic. I'm not your criminal. I'm a fucking actor. I'm a right. I'm a fucking doctor. I'm a fucking lawyer. Leave me. A, I gotta be excellent to keep these motherfuckers from killing me. So right. it's like, so it's like I think I think now and right now 2015. I really think black people are. I think stepping up. I think Taraji doing a great job representing. I think uh, you know Kerry Washington is like all right. The Deshaun Land. Girls and then the guys acting is coming up, you know. Yeah. And Kevin Hart inspires. He does. He really does. Yeah. To watch his hustle, you go. That's some rock star shit. Right. Just be great. Anything. I say. That's what I would say to any black person. Just be great. Just do something to try to be more. So they can. They have no choice but to look at you as more
1: right 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 it's interesting i mean obviously we're seeing more and more um videos of police brutality and and police killing there was just yesterday it was you know school shootings were very big in 2013 and every (laughs) week there was a new school shooting in in 2015 and 2014 uh going into 2015 every week uh there's a new um uh, black kid getting shot by the cops regardless of the race of the cop they always emphasize if it's a white cop but a lot of times it's now
0: it's it
1: doesn't matter um it's, I mean,
0: white cops they do it good and we hate them, so good for it. <laughs> but when a black cop does, we like, what the fuck, man? Damn. We at war. And you gonna be on but you know, at every war you got them, them double agent motherfuckers on every side. So, you know Right, right,
1: right. Well oh, of course, yeah, it was it was a guy named Liang who shot uh the, the, the fella in the pink units there on the seventh floor. Um right here in beautiful New York City. Do you think it's we're running the risk of uh desensitizing us, you know? different kind of now that we are aware of it white culture has seen what black culture has seen for decades yeah you know there's a reason the black panther party started uh-huh you know i mean these things like huey newton you know didn't just come up with it out of the top of his fucking dome yeah and be right. like let's start let's start yeah. a militant group no it's like no because you know you're being going on, harassed man. by uh by cops so we're seeing it now is are all these videos running the risk of desensitizing the culture again into another place um, if no action actually happens with- That's that's a fucking good question, Ben
0: Kessel. God damn. like, I, I, mm. it's, it's, it's been a lot of protests. Yes. And because what happened in Baltimore, big protest, Yes. And just see the Armenians come together in L.A., it's like, it's showing, like, come on, black people. You see what the fuck the Armenians did for the genocide that happened-
1: Right, right. 1.5 million people, yeah. Right. That was in Egypt, I believe.
0: Right. right? Yeah. And yeah, and that happened. That's in history. Right. This shit's going on right now, so why the fuck we can't march too? So I'm sitting there, I, think, I don't think it's going to be since, Not this time. Nah. No. I think motherfuckers are fed up. I think people are fed up. And I think it's my job as a comedian to 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 talk about the issues, but right. make to make everybody laugh so we ain't at war at the end of the show.
1: Right. Because, I mean- that really is the uh, the sentiment. You say the term "war," but that is not an inaccurate statement. In the early '90s, that's when the f that's when local police precincts were able to buy used military goods. They literally got militarized, yeah, yeah. and of course, that was the war on drugs. And this term "war" is a real. It's a that they use that word in in oh. its truest sense. And then, of course, now it's the war on terrorism. So these officers are dressed. To the gills, yeah. and I was talking to my younger brother who still lives in Stevens Point. Stevens Point just bought a tank. A tank. They, the biggest problem in Stevens Point is littering. They don't. What do you need a tank for? So now we're seeing the uh, police militarization, and um, it's really coming into a uh, it's really coming into a head because these officers are going out to do their jobs with the mindset that they're at war huh. and people in the community are into the mindset that they're trying to go to a supermarket that has carpet on the floor. Exactly.
0: Why the fuck do I have to go to my carpeted supermarket but I got to walk past seven Decepticons first <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> before I can get to the fucking, you know, cops is dressed like goddamn Decepticon. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. really? You need the shield and the helmet and the stick and the gun <laughs> and the spray. Everything. Then the fucking tank. Then a tank that's waiting around the corner, unless, right? It's madness. We're not animals, right? So that's why I say you have to be great, because they're looking at us like fucking animals, and I'm like, nah, I'm not an animal. I'm a, I'm a I'm a I'm a goddamn human being, right? Right. So, I shit, I got to just I got to I got to I got to just
1: flex my human muscle right. and be great. And what avoided? What was it in your head? I mean, obviously everyone goes through their own trials and everybody has yeah. multiple opportunities in life to harden, become a total asshole yeah. and just tell everybody to fuck off. What is it uh what what's the driving force behind what goal do you want to accomplish with your comedy? Okay. Uh Goal I want to accomplish with my comedy is to
0: be able to well, you know, first and foremost so inspire. Make let other people know that you can be funny and and I keep, you know, just making moves. It lets other people in the world know they can make moves. And right. you know, and then um the financial stability of my family, you know, that, that yeah. makes me that makes me feel good. That, right. Th- that just thinking that damn my mom ain't got to worry about shit. My grandma and my aunt they gotta worry about nothing, you know. Right. I got a couple of dollars, I live out here and I you know I'm, and, and I'm not even a, I'm not even really a big house dude. Like i get, i get an apartment in New York, part in LA, stay by coastal make sure my mom is straight. Like I'm, that's, so my thing is just to keep going around, inspiring, making a couple of dollars, and being right. funny, man. Cause I've been funny since I was a kid and I just, I just love being funny. So to inspire, to help people get through some shit. Right, right, right. Because it's too much shit going on. So
1: if, if I could... do, you feel the weight? I mean, you know, uh, yeah. do you feel extra weight on your shoulders? Do you feel like you have more of a responsibility to? To uh, do you feel like you're? You know, I talk. Uh, it, it's it's very interesting. At no point do I feel like I'm representing every single person. Yeah. Uh, you know, from Wisconsin.
0: Yeah, as as a black man, you have to have something. It's kind of like a. Yeah. You don't have to build a fucking soapbox and start preaching. Nah, it's but it's you know, just. It don't bother you a little bit like as a, as a black like it don't bother you a little bit even if you're not in that shit but that's your right that's your cl- that's your family sort of kind of so i gotta f- i feel bad so i feel like i feel like i have to say something in my in my set or in my just in my travels in comedy in in being a voice right to say something i just to, to help like what you you know what do you feel Derek? like do you not feel anything you know, is are you just one of these guys that's just trying to man, make jokes, get some money, or do you, or do you, do you have a point? Right that, could, right, that could that could help or point in the right direction. Show some light in the darkness. You saying? Right. So, I think as a black person, you need to have something. But let's not get all preachy, and there, Farrakhan-y. It, <laughs> let's not get all Farrakhan-y. I mean, Farrakhan says great things, but I'm not. The, I'm not the guy. To, to, uh, I'm just. I figured. Let me do my part in my joking.
1: Yeah, I mean, I put Louis Farrakhan in the same. You know, breath as I would a David Duke type. You know, I think <laughs> if you speak from anger and you speak from hate, I don't think anything good can come from it. But I do agree. Uh, you know, he's definitely making points that resonate with a lot of people. Po- he's, ma- I've been watching a lot of Farrakhan. He's making point, but right. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a revolutionary
0: man. I'm a. I'm a shit talker from Lindenwall. So it's like, right. let me talk some good shit. Anywhere you won't
1: go. Anywhere you won't go on stage. <sighs> what material? What, what material just absolutely frightens you to do but you would like to talk about it but you can't find a way to make because that's the thing sometimes you just can't find a way to make something that you're thinking funny yeah
0: uh there's no way to really dress up i can't dress up aids good right 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 i can't dress up aids good i can't dress up uh mentally challenged good i can't dress it up i can't dress it up good and and i I respect that so it's like i'm not teasing them Right. But these motherfuckers in the crowd gonna automatically think because you know it's all opinions now. Right, right. There's right. always seven hipsters in the crowd ready to sign
1: a petition on your ass. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. So you get gotta their, be like, by the time by the, by the time you get the light, they've already passed around a petition that, to get you off stage. No, <laughs> it is a p- right, right. whatever. Where'd y'all get quills from? Where
0: <laughs> Just so. I don't uh uh what's name rape? That's tough. Right, right, right. I've gotten I've gotten by with a few rape jokes, but they re- I really gotta dress them up good. It's almost right. like I gotta. All right, guys, here it goes. Huh, rape joke, and it's like, but it, um, you know, I mean, there is a. But I'm getting better, like because right. you watch the CKs and the, and the Chris right. Fox, and you go, there's some way you could do it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, I was doing uh, UCB East last, uh, last Sunday and Louis C.K. Uh, stopped by and that was definitely one of those great New York moments where like, this yeah. is why it's so nice to be yeah. here because um, you just get one of the greatest stand-up comedians of all time to pop in your show. Um, sensitivity seems to be at an all-time high. I mean, like Twitter is, you know, Jim Norton's been talking about it a lot and things like that. Um, but, but what, what makes it funny this, is though. sensitivity with evil. Like, right, you right, see
0: right. what's going on? And you sensitive, stand the fuck
1: out of here! Right, 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 right. <laughs> and they'll 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 be sensitive. Be like, you made fun of Bruce Jenner for being transgender. I want you dead. <laughs> you know, really? Just like, you just you cursed my death because I tried to make a bad joke about Bruce hey, Jenner. They
0: tried to they tried to crucify right. Jamie Foxx for nothing. <laughs> for nothing. It was a good joke. It was a joke right. that got him to the. It wasn't even a killer. It was just a good joke to get you to the next joke. That was it. Right. It was a for nice the, connector piece, and they killed him on a connector piece.
1: Right. Get the fuck out of here. For those that forgot that thirty hours of internet outrage, Google Jamie Foxx <laughs> transgender they joke. I'm sure to, it'll come up.
0: For nothing, Mike.
1: Right. But do you think that is there any validity to uh, to sensitivity? I mean, because some honestly, I do think on occasion I've been in you know up shows and a comic. Like Nick DiPaolo, I, I Nick's Love a great comedian. He's great. Um, he says the uh, he says fag a lot, and uh, at some point uh, <laughs> he knows that, that that's going to you know uh, offend some people. Hey, will you know? But is there ever? Do you ever feel as if um, the the world is right to be a little bit apprehensive when it comes to more insensitive jokes? Because these are there are populations that are being you know that have a very tough time in life. I,
0: I don't understand people's sensitivity. Like, where is this coming from? Especially from the from the white kids that have rich parents. Those are the ones who do it. White women, especially. Yeah. I'm going into the wild. I'm not going to shave for three months and then fucking (laughs) and they the ones to be at the show. No, 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 no. Like, really? Right. Different lifestyles. Motherfuckers come from tough shit. They gonna talk tough, Right. right? So. I don't understand the sensitivity. Like, why are you doing like, it? It's expression. Ain't artists about it. Artists kill me. It's being sensitive. You're an artist. Dude on stage is an artist. He's a, it's the art of expression. He express himself. And the ones that talk about, I have my rights. He has his rights, too. <laughs> he has the right of free speech. He's saying it's the only shit he got to be able to say free speech. He ain't saying it's televised. It's just a mic and y'all. And y'all right. really going to be, no, I'm the club shouldn't. hey, you going to ruin his life cuz he said something that you ain't used to like i, right, I don't right, get it right 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 that's why it's tough for me to do colleges anymore like mm. i will only go back to the college crowds if i'm mm. asked for because man just to try to talk to a bunch of fucking periwinkle 19 year olds right, right. that just feel so much about nothing they
1: even know right I, uh, what is it with um colleges have become increasingly soft, terrible man they're beyond soft, and I don't even know if they are soft. I actually think, ironically, they're militant rest in their in own. peace,
0: Patrice. Damn.
1: Yes. Um, Damn. Uh, Patrice O'Neill, listen to the elephant in the room. It's the greatest, uh, uh, rest great, in peace one of the greatest the stand-up king. specials of all time. Um, colleges have become increasingly PC, but to a massive fault, and these kids aren't learning anything. This is why we're falling off in the world, and Indians are and the Chinese are going to dominate us, and rightfully so. I will uh, happily. Give up my U.S. citizenship and go join the Chinese if they actually can create something. You're
0: going to be a big big Chinaman. Oh, my God. It's going to be great. Big Chinaman. I'm going to pull so many women. One of the tallest Chinaman. Oh, my God.
1: They're going to unzip my jacket and see if it's just a bunch of cats in there dressed up as a person. There you go, boy. I mean, it'll be great. I can't wait. I'm a huge person.
0: Imagery, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Boom. You just heard it right here.
0: Image on the radio.
1: Um but I find it interesting that even uh, that you won't go and do colleges because they've just become too politically correct. I'm just like, I
0: can't say nothing because comedy is irreverence. Right. It's the. It's the. It's
1: what the. It's the grain. What happened to radical youth? Don't, don't you feel like these kids are more docile and accepting of the man's point of view now than it's ever radical before? Radical
0: youth, but it's just not the same radical youth. Like, they're just doing a whole lot of drugs to make them feel good. Right. They just feeling They like feeling on themselves and just. They like just do, like they just like to. I don't. It's like I don't. I'm from the '80s, you know. Right. We was just you know we went outside and you know we we bled. I used to bleed.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I used to come
0: on bleeding. Like oh, we was playing football.
1: And where fun. were you playing in the field? No, in the, street. in the streets, in the, so the
0: gravel. Yeah, the gravel. You know, because you know they was talking about get out our yard. We stayed there for like until they really came out trying to get. Like we right. waited till we got kicked off. You know. Yeah, I just I don't I don't understand I I I don't because everybody's open to this new way of thinking. I mean, it's cool. I don't I'm not a, I'm not mad at the at the new age, right. but I'm not with it. Like I'll go, yeah, that's cool. I will perform from, but I'm gonna still be. The kid from the '80s. So it's like I'm, right, you right, know, right. I got I got my views on on madness. I got my views on what you need to be soft about versus what right. you don't need to be soft about. So I don't,
1: I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's definitely different because uh, when I was growing up, my father's a German immigrant, and uh, you know, needless to say that that makes you a certain way, and it's not soft. Uh, that's for that's for sure. When his father sure. did what he had to do to survive in World War II, um, <laughs> you know, uh, I always
0: think of that Dave Chappelle sketch, that Dave Chappelle sketch. Yeah. Mark Furman, Furman, German, Furman. Fur. <laughs> that nigga says nigga all the time. And trust me, he I loved was, it. That shit, man. Oh God. That was what Best Spell got just said. Furman, Mark Furman, German. That don't even sound <laughs> German. That's racist. That's oh God.
1: He says nigga a lot. That's right. A- <laughs> right. Oh yes he did. He said it enough. He said it enough What's to uh, to Mark get a man Furman? off of killing two people. Furman? Like Furman, German, like German. Yeah, Furman's racism it. trumped murder. <laughs> they were just like, "Yes, O.J. killed two people, but he was so racist that I think we're gonna let him get oh, this shout
0: one." Shout out to the King. Black, Black people
1: get two white deaths because my Mark Furman was so racist. <laughs> it's unbelievable, man. But now, don't but get now me you wrong. Live, now we live in a world where children make the rules, right? Like, there's it's just crazy. There's a five year old who wants to be transgender. They don't know what that means, and they they label. I have a problem with labels. There you, go. you know what I'm saying? If a kid wants to dress like a boy, who like Jaden Smith? He's all yeah, you know. I don't old. care that these Irish people or Scottish people have worn dresses for years. It doesn't matter. None of the mosh people who were into heavy metal music yeah. have been wearing punk. skirts
0: for years. In you, the punk? punk, in the punk age, in the night, like the hard, the crazy '90s, right? The punk. I was, I, I saw it on on MTV right. and in the box, but I never. I was like, dang, it doesn't matter. Wow, yeah. But they they
1: wore dresses and was fighting, right? <laughs> Do you think that this is a uh, children are having too much? We live in a pedophilic society. I was just researching Brian Singer, the director for X Men. It's disgusting. He still gets to work. The man's a pedophile. Wow. Um, all, all these people. Do you think that children are just they're the ones making the rules of their own childhood? And it seems like the whole system is flopped.
0: Yeah, it's- man. Uh, you know, live young, live die, die free. All that. I don't.
1: I. You're, I mean, do you feel, how old are you now? I'm 30. Okay, I'm 33, and I have never been happier. Age is, aging is good. Right now, I feel good. Yeah, I feel good right,
0: right? now. Right? 30. I, I don't want to go back. I never mean, go I, back. I, I look back, and I go, whew. Like, I I, ate, I jumped out, Like I like I jumped over it. I don't know what happened. I aged out
1: before, but it's like, it's just free thinking
0: you know everybody's right. on that you know that new kind of
1: but is it free thinking or do you think it's actually construct that's i mean I, I think the, i question, think the man. irony of it is you know you can go so far to the left that you can put yourself in a box yeah so
0: I just, it's a good question man because if you i'm baffled a- looking at these kids now I, right. I, I, I don't even know how to you know see me at the comedy club like but you'll be shocked the, the, the all the people that don't know how comedy works right like it's just these new age just don't know. Like we want to laugh, and then, or they'll set you up on a show. Like it's kid driven. Like they'll put you on a show where they don't know about hosting and featuring
1: all. It's, it's just it's just a, it's a weird age. Well, you're on a show now. The uh, what's it? The, the world's worst game show. Broke ass. Broke ass game show. Game show. Yeah. And that's on MTV. That not- helps. But that
0: I thank God that helps the kids go. Oh, I fucks with Derek. Okay. Watching that. So I'm like, all right. So I feel like I can I can still connect with the kids that way.
1: Okay. Yeah. Because MTV skews very very young. And yeah. it's mostly like 13-year-old girls that are watching that network. And it's network,
0: cool, right? but it's cool cuz you know, I feel like I'm a positive person. Right. So I mean, you know, these kids is watching my my the new positivity that's on TV, right? to me. So I'm like and my boy David, so right. I'd like it that way. So, you know, broke Ass Game Shows is my way into talking to the kids. I don't want to I don't want I don't want the kids not to come to my show. Right, 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 right. I just like I just hope y'all understand what y'all going to get. Right. i I'm not going I'm not going to soften it up for y'all. No, so they'd be like, "Oh, I like him. He speaks that real. I'm
1: gonna go see him." Like right, you know. and it's a culture shock for them. Yeah, it's a culture shock because they're growing up in these very, very, they're growing up in in uh, in mental bubbles. Yeah, you know, they're all they're all you know, as the bubble boy was a you know concerned about getting sick constantly because he was allergic to oxygen. They're allergic to any sort of thoughts that are outside of the liberal mainstream. It's very interesting. Um, for and sure, I'm a
0: hater, or I'm a if I say what I. I'm a hater. What do you think about white? I'm just
1: gonna say white women because I like to make fun of them sometimes when they come to their political correctness and co-opting of other people's struggles. (laughs) What do you feel feel when people tell you not to use the N-word or when people tell you how to feel as a black person? That's the worst shit ever. Like,
0: I go, y'all getting offended because I said nigga, or or I'm telling you how it feels when I get pulled over by the police? Or or what it is to walk down the street and you can't act you you actually get sided by a few cabs like how do you get
1: how do you feel when you get pulled over by the police by the way because I'm always scary, just like oh man. maybe he's a relative it's
0: scary you know? man yeah and these days I'm a dickhead so I put my hands out before, <laughs> <laughs> before they even come up to the window yeah but they're gonna be like show me your legs show and me I'll be legs. like really like I have my hands out and they'll be like you you don't really have to do this I'm like yes I do officer right. because I don't know how I don't I want to make it home tonight. I want to right. call my mom and say I love you. I don't know if that can happen now. That's what—that's the state we're in. Right. So if I got a joke about that, that's where I'm coming from. I'm sorry that you don't know and you're too busy eating adamame and fucking kale and living. In, it's just <laughs> right. different lifestyles. Just respect the lifestyles. Like, I'm coming from somewhere different.
1: Did you always have that fear or do you feel like it's been a little bit more heightened with, heightened with the stories of the... With uh, the stories
0: now, heightened. Yeah. Wait, and you, as a 30-year-old black, even still. Yeah. Like, what... Cause you know these cops they human and now, you you know you relate cops with evil now. So you got evil walking up on your car like oh man, oh just cooperate, right? Whoo please just, you know it's that now. Right. Before it was like dag they gonna hit my pockets, but now it's like they could kill me. Right. Yeah, so I'm like it, it's tough, it's tough, and I and I and my heart goes out to all them young, all them young boys out there driving now. It's in you know 17, 18, 19, 20 right. black coming from a game, or come, not even not even committing crimes. Not the ones committing crimes. I'm talking about the ones coming from the football game, coming from practice, coming from right. coming from studying, anything. Like, like, they in trouble. Like, it's scary to me. I'm like, damn.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's an impossible question to uh, to answer, but I guess I'll ask it. What do you think is the reason? Whew. I mean, you know, we have 2008, post-race America. I mean, all this complete and utter nonsense. Yeah. Racial tension seems to be at an all-time high.
0: It's
1: just... Um, what... Is is it is it just is it just the exposure that we're getting now? With everybody can be a director and everyone can film.
0: We're an envied race. We're an envied race. But uh, I just um, I just don't understand. Like the girl from uh, the Hunger Games, she said it perfectly. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't say no better. You, you saw that? She's like, uh, if people, if 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 America could love black people as much as they love black culture, I said, right. damn, that's some deep shit. It's like they don't want us, but they want it. It's right. like, it's weird. Like, damn, that's like, why? But why? Like, why can't we coexist? Because I know it can happen. Right. But why can't you get past your own fucking evil? Right. Like, it's cool to have a mindset, but to carry out that evil when I've done nothing to you right. makes me go, God, like, that's fucking, that's that's tough. I wake up thinking if my mom is okay. I think I'm right. waking if my cousins are okay. Because you can't get over your, that's, that's a strange thing, man. I don't know. What it's Which is take.
1: by definition not living in freedom, right? Yeah. If you're concerned that the government at any time is going to murder your family, yeah, you, that would not be the uh, that would not be the America that is. And I
0: sit there like, what, what, why wouldn't we be at war? Right? You want people to brush this under the rug? It's not good. Shit. Right. When the when the bells went off for the Holocaust and everybody got out the car and they they, they it was moment of silence, right? Like. The Armenian thing, like we we got to do something too, man. You right. want to live right? I want to see I want to see more black kids in college, right? And I don't want them harassed on their way to school. Get them out of jail. Put them in sc- something. Right. Maybe not even school, but just something.
1: Do you agree with the idea that we live in, I mean, the new slavery, in my personal opinion, started, certainly started in the 80s with privatized prisons. These prisoners make an immense amount of goods for our society. They get paid pennies, if anything, and it's just free hard labor, and it's absolutely insane. Do you agree that it is sort of the new slavery? Yeah,
0: yeah. Wholeheartedly, man. And, uh, yeah. But there's, but I appreciate the shit that's out talking about it, like the Boondocks' first three seasons.
1: Yeah. was <laughs>
0: genius. I was yeah. like, oh! Right, right. Talk man. on it. Kendrick Lamar's new album. Talk on it. Like. Right, just to see that we're aware. Right, maybe just the awareness may just pile up something good. Maybe, right. maybe some, maybe there's some light before the dark. Hopefully, it's just not going straight to hell. I just hope it don't, cause I, I cause the media makes everything look bad. Oh my, God. you they blast all the evil, but I know there's some light going on somewhere.
1: Right, 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 right.
0: I got a little hope left. I got a little hope left, Ben. That's why I keep telling jokes, cause I got right. a little hope left yeah. for those motherfuckers that's not out there doing the wrong. Right. Like, I'm the voice for the good. You see what I'm saying? So I'm right. like, they got to be out there. But this shit is fucking crazy. This
1: is crazy now. It's yeah, crazy yeah. now. Yeah. Well, comedy is needed now, yeah. now more than ever. There's no doubt about that. Right? Absolutely. Um. Thank you, man. Thank you so much for being here, dude. You fun. are. The- and, uh, yeah, how do we find this? Uh, is this AOL? Is it a web series? Or-
0: AOL is a docu-series yeah. on the AOL Originals Network. So okay. it's like, it's internet TV. So if you got a smart TV or Roku box, go on AOL on.
1: And everybody has one of those.
0: You know, AOL on, you'll see the show Connected, or just go AOLOriginals.com on your computer. You can watch it that way. Nice. Um, we're filming the second season of Broke-Ass Game Show this uh, this summer. Awesome. So end of June to the end of August. So it's going to be a bitch. It's going to be hot, but we're going to have fun. We're giving out money. It's going to be hilarious. Uh, right, yeah. MTV really told us to up up the ante with the jokes. Oh, nice. So I was like, all right. So they was like, it's not, let's not focus on the games because they're there. Right, right, right. But let's focus on this comedy. I'm like, damn, MTV want comedy. Thank God. So I'm like, yeah. So I'm like, (laughs) all right, let's turn up. Me and my boy David are really putting our heads together to try to really turn out a really cool sixteen episodes, man. So it's gonna be fun.
1: Awesome. All right,
0: check that on. Check that out. Broke ass game shows online, all that stuff. And do I need to blast anything else?
1: Oh, do Derek Gaines on Twitter. (laughs) Follow Derek (laughs) Gaines on Twitter.
0: Derek One Gaines on Twitter. The great boy. There's another Derek Gaines out there. Yeah. So there's a lot of Derek Gaines out there. Black, white, and Asian. I'm like Asian. Happy. There's Asian Derek Gaines out there. I but want you, to meet him.
1: Do you own your name on Google? Are you the first Derek Gaines that comes up? I'm the, I am the first Derek Gaines. All right, on that's all that matters. You got to own I your name on Google. I am the first Derek Gaines that
0: comes up on Google. There was amazing. one
1: other Ben Kissel. He was some Republican congressman out of Colorado, but he probably. He hated himself out of office or something. He was against weed, so they, yeah. they ousted him. So I'm, I own that, too. Um, all right, check Mike uh, Cascarelli out on Twitter, and check out Mike's podcast, Social Villains. You can find me on Twitter, at Ben Kissel. And make sure to listen to Cave Comedy Radio, Abe Lincoln's Top at Last Podcast, on the left and the round table of gentlemen. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah.